0: a party but a celebration of freedom
1: across the UK online and on DAB the independent republic of mike graham on talk radio
0: the human zoo where they don't hide away the sick animals
1: dangerous mid morning debate with the great dictator
0: the independent republic of mike graham stand to attention when I'm
2: talking to you on talk radio this mess <laughs>
0: Good morning and welcome to the Independent Republic of Mike Graham right here on Talk Radio. It's the end of another glorious week in the Independent Republic. We've set right several wrongs, we've run down a few miscreants and we've created the perfect atmosphere for a dynamic weekend. Problem is not everyone is going along with it or indeed has signed up to it. Amazon are now paying even less tax than they were last year despite sales of £8.8 billion in the UK alone. They're clogging up our roads with delivery vans, they're ripping the heart out of our high streets and yet the government has only collected £4.6 quid off them in corporation tax. What a total and utter shambles. We'll be hearing from somebody at the Adam Smith Institute who thinks, actually, Amazon haven't got it wrong at all. 0344 499 1000. Coming up later on in the show, columnist and former newspaper editor, Dawn Neeson, is here. Uh, She's going to be telling you how to get a six-pack this weekend. And our new political editor, Ross Kempsell, will be joining us for a guide to the Macron-May summit in a medieval castle somewhere in the Côte d'Azur. 0344 499 1000, as if all of that is not enough, we'll bring the latest frontline report on the jobs worth running the country and because it's Friday, it's time for another sparkling edition of the Perrier Awards an homage uh, to my brilliance in broadcasting you're listening to me Mike Graham and Don Neeson on Talk Radio The Independent Republic of Mike Graham on Talk Radio. First of all, we're going to talk to Sophie Jarvis, who's policy advisor at the Adam Smith Institute, because the papers are all in high dudgeon this morning uh, because of Amazon, once again, uh, seemingly getting away with paying a very, very small amount uh, of tax, corporation tax specifically, on an awful lot of of, of revenue. £8.8 billion uh, was their revenue last year, Uh, their turnover. They made something like £72 um, in profit and, in fact, are only paying less than £5 In tax. Sophie, very good morning to you. Um, How can how can this possibly be uh, allowable? Um, Well, you know,
1: I get why people get annoyed, like all the the figures you've just listed, you know, they're valued at a trillion. Um, I get why people are getting annoyed. Um, But if you actually look behind the figures um, in the UK, they only actually make um, a profit of eight million. And that's what's taxed and everything. How many million did you say? Eighty million. Eighty million, uh, right? Yeah. Eighty million in, in the UK, yeah. and um, corporation taxes is only on profits, and and everything they're doing is actually legal. And one of the main reasons for the uh, lower tax bill this year is because they've increased the share based payments for its staff. Um, so they have they have fourteen thousand staff in the UK, so they're the big winners in this. The other winners in this are the consumers. Um, so you know people moan about the high street going going to the dogs, but actually um, Amazon, which is true. Low- which is true, and I get, I get, I get why people get sentimental about that. But the fact is that Amazon provide um, better products, uh, lower prices, um, and, and I think that's good. So I think this is a win for consumers, and it's a win for staff. Yeah, but so if you were do... if
0: you were running a small business, as many people who are listening to this show do, and you had a profit of say eighty thousand pounds, you would pay twenty percent tax on that as a corporation tax, right? Now they're not paying twenty percent. I mean, I'd be quite happy if they were paying that. I'm not asking for them to be absolutely punitively uh, treated and treated any differently from anybody else. But if they were paying 20% on 80 million, then they would surely be paying uh, the equivalent of 16 million pounds in, uh, in tax rather than four and a half.
1: What they, are, what they are doing is legal. I do understand why small businesses do do get frustrated, um, but perhaps the products they're selling um, aren't as good or they're more expensive. So I think the best example is probably something like Starbucks versus mm. an independent coffee shop. I love independent coffee shops. They're great, but they are more expensive than Starbucks or Costa or Cafe Nero. And I think consumers should have the ability to choose between cheaper products. No, and I get that,
0: all that, or- but can you explain why they do not pay corporation tax at 20% like everybody else does?
1: because they because they structure it carefully so they don't so they, don't, they so they don't necessarily have to and as i said one of the main reasons is because they have they've started paying their their staff more via shares and that takes off uh, their final bill.
0: No yeah. but no but in the end you're talking about a profit which is taxable right? I mean, I have a small business, for example. I get, a, yes. I get a, 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 an accountant to do my end-of-year taxes. I declare a profit on which I pay 20%. Now, it doesn't matter which way you cut it. The profit is taxable at 20%. You know, you can make all kinds of allowances for, exp- for expenses. You can make all sorts of allowances for depreciation. You can do all of that, all the stuff that accountants do for all sorts of people uh, in all sorts of walks of life. However, if you declare a profit, surely that is taxable at 20%. I don't see any way around that.
1: Everything, that, everything they're doing is, is entirely legal and I'm not too sure why people want to push... No, I'm not... Uh, I'm not to, listen, I'm not, arguing, I'm not arguing...
0: I'm not arguing that it's t- not legal, Sophie. I'm asking you how they're doing it because if they can do it and pay less than 10% in tax, then I'd quite like to do that as well.
1: But why would you want to... Why would you... Why you know, why is this even discussion? Why would you want to take... Um, you know, really good products at a cheap price off, uh, off consumers. Why would you want to take that choice away? That's, that, start, that's not what I want to do. No, you, that's not. I'm you... asking
0: you a straightforward question about the tax uh, law. You can't answer it.
1: Well, no, I can. I, 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 explained, I explained exactly in the beginning. No,
0: you didn't. I'm telling you, if you declare a profit of however much it is, you, you, you write off all sorts of other things before you declare the profit. But once you declare the profit, that is taxable at 20%. For everyone. So how are they getting away with it? That's my question.
3: Because I think we, the government, are letting them get away with it. I mean, Amazon are doing what what big companies do, but we are letting them get away with it. I don't understand why we don't clamp down on them harder. I mean, you know, a small business can't sort of like set up a company in Luxembourg, which is what Amazon have done. And funneled some of the, the payments, making payments to this company, so they don't have as much yeah, profit. Yeah, but I still here. come
0: back to the same point. I'm sorry to labour it, Sophie and Dawn, but if you declare, you know, you can do all sorts of things to, to reduce your profit so that you don't pay as much tax on the overall money that mm-hmm. you're bringing in. Okay, I get all that. I, I absolutely get all that because I have to do this myself every year. But once you've declared what your profit is, and as Sophie quite rightly says, it's a it's a tiny amount compared to the billions yes. that they actually turn yeah. over. It's a tiny amount. It's 80 million, but they <laughs> the should pay 20 percent on that. I don't understand why they don't.
1: But course, corporation tax is a tax on profits. It's not, it's not on the turnover. Yeah, I know
0: that. But you've told me that they make $80 million in profit. They should be paying $16 million, therefore,
1: <coughs> in tax. But, but, but I don't really understand what the argument is. What, they, what they're doing is completely legal. No one's saying... I know it's, it's legal, illegal. but you
0: still haven't explained to me how they're getting away with paying such a small percentage of their profit in tax.
1: Well, because they, because they employ tax advisors. The well, help so do them I. Maneuver around this. <laughs> you need a better is... one by the sounds of no, <laughs> <a> it. <laughs> no, because
0: every small business that is listening to this show will yeah. know precisely what I'm yeah. talking about. And I'm, I'm afraid, Sophie, you're not getting my point. I don't understand why they're doing it and how they're getting away with it.
1: Well, they're doing, why they're doing it is so their consumers can have better products and they can pay their staff more in shares. I don't really understand why you'd want to give the government more money. But when it comes to the staff, issue, I think I mean, it
3: should be fair. That's all. Yeah, and Amazon have used this as an excuse well, but, themselves. But you know what? You they? know what?
1: I'd, but what I don't think is fair is that with the hype before Amazon, people had to have a car to go out and get products from the high street. Whereas now you can order. You imagine if you're a single mum, Mike, and you're at home, and you can't go out to the shops with Amazon. You, don't be you ridiculous, Sophie. You,
0: don't talk absolute rot. Of course you can walk out. Of course you can go to the shops. What, before Amazon, nobody could get anything delivered to the house. Are you joking?
1: But it, it certainly makes it a lot cheaper. And I don't really understand why you'd want to penalise Amazon. That's, I'm not arguing for their, about penalising Listen, product.
0: it's a very straightforward conversation, this Sophie, which you're complicating with your rather bizarre and arcane view of how capitalism should work. All I'm asking you is why is it possible for a big company like Amazon to be treated differently by HMRC than everybody else? And that you can't answer that.
1: I don't, I don't think they, they overly are being treated. They're not being treated that that differently.
0: They're being treated massively differently. They should be paying 16 million in tax. They're only paying four. That means they're paying a quarter of what they actually should be paying.
1: So actually, when it comes down to it, all you're really fussed about is a difference of around about 14 million. Because that's not, that's not really a OK, lot.
0: yeah, well, let's just forget about it, shall we? <laughs> okay, let's yeah, just, just say to that anyone out. that owes us 14 million, eh, don't worry paying us, nah, you carry on, don't worry about it.
1: I mean, look, I, I, I get why people at, at their headlines think this is unfair. But I think what isn't being talked about at all, as I've said, is the lower prices of, of, of the products. No one's thinking about that. Uh, and, and the point about the single mum is very valid, that before you would have to go to the shops and, and with a car, and, and that could be a massive stress. But Amazon does make your life easier, and it's cheaper.
3: Yeah, but and Sophie, the reason... A... Sorry to interrupt, but the Sophie, the reason it's cheaper, and you, you mentioned the fact that they've paid shares to their employees, which is another way of dec- decreasing their profits for tax reasons, is they, yeah, tre- they, they pay wrong, their employees sorry, terrible. That? Well, I mean, it's just like they're using that as an excuse because they pay their employees terrible. And the working conditions are some of the worst. Of any country company in this country, I mean, you know, they have timed loo breaks. If they don't pack so many items, they get a sack. And you know, it's just, but people are choosing to do
1: those jobs.
3: Oh, well, because a lot of people don't have a lot of choice, I guess. But I mean, you wouldn't choose to do that. I mean, it's you know, they regularly have ambulances. You you might not, you might not. I mean, Sophie, you're you're defending Amazon
0: when when actually that's not the position that anybody is trying to, to, to support. You know, nobody's complaining about what Amazon does and how they do it. It's all about the tax they pay. It's as simple as that. You know, it's not a question of whether we have Amazon or we don't. You know, that's the, that's the sort of argument that, that people no, but, make when but, they say, oh, well, we'll no, just, but, put, we'll just, we'll just shut is... down the company. I mean, you think Jeff Bezos wants to shut Amazon down. He might want to build another clock in the desert.
1: But what I'm saying is, if, if, if you uh, penalise Amazon with the perhaps uh, sort of particularly high tax rates, what would happen is you would see uh, you know, the increase in prices and people wouldn't have access to I don't to that. agree. I think
0: that's up. absolute and utter tosh. The point about Amazon is that they're already being treated differently from everybody else. Yeah. All we're asking is that they get treated the same. Well, Mark, that's all.
3: Marks and Spencers, John Lewis, Dixons, Carphone, they, they all pay their proper taxes.
1: Well, Amazon have a different, Amazon have a different model. And they're, yeah, but in my, why are they in my allowed view, to have a different in model? My, in my view, it, it's working pretty well. And, you know, Amazon's great. You, you get really cheap products. And as I said, it really helps the people who have mobility issues.
0: Well, I'm afraid you're not working on the Twitter front, I'm afraid, so people are giving you <laughs> lots of abuse, saying you're talking absolute rubbish. Because you are, I mean, you know, it's all very well. It's okay. all, I know, I know can, you can take it. It's very good. Uh, the point is, surely uh, the government is out of order here. The government are listening to exactly. people like you, perhaps, and thinking, oh, dear, if we start taxing them the way we tax everybody else. And it really is unfair on an awful, awful lot of small businesses because Amazon have the ability to squeeze small business. Mm. Amazon have okay, the ability, but- hang on, Amazon have the ability to use their power to use their size, to use their sort of behemoth-like strategy to put everybody else out of business. And it's very unfair on other businesses who cannot compete with them, particularly because they pay less tax.
1: Well, one of the reasons why people are getting angry from what I can see on Twitter is because they're sort of complaining they're not paying they're not paying uh, that much in business rates. But Amazon don't actually have a lot of square footage, so I think Tesco comparatively pay about 150 million in, in in business rates, whereas I think Amazon only pay about 11 million. But that's because they have they just have smaller factories and there's a lot more space taken up by the Tesco. I thought they had so they the biggest
0: was, warehouse in Europe somewhere up they near do. Milton Keynes.
1: Yeah. But, uh, okay, but as a square square foot, like, o- overall Tesco shops compared to Amazon, they're... Yeah, but they, put, but, they put,
0: but they managed to put Tesco Direct out of business. And one of the reasons Tesco Direct went out of business is because it was more expensive for them to run their delivery systems than it was yes, for Amazon but, to run theirs, because not only of economies of scale, but also because they pay less tax. It's a very simple okay, equation. But the, result,
1: but the result of that, like, is that people get cheaper products. This, this is what I'm saying. Like, like I, and I think, I, I think that's good. Like, you want cheap products and you know that, that well, makes a difference you it.
0: don't actually if i want to buy a set of bose headphones from tesco direct as it once oh, okay. was but or you, i want to buy oh hang course, on or i want can to can buy have, a pair okay. of t- bose headphones of bose don't talk headphones, over me please sophie there's no point it doesn't work on radio the point is if you want bose headphones right uh, you buy them from tesco direct or you buy them from amazon it's the same price it makes no difference
1: but you've just used the example of Bose headphones, Mike. Yeah. Most people in this country can't afford to pay fifty quid at the end of a month if it was by surprise. Really? And Bose headphones are around. a luxury. They are a, they're a luxury item. Like I don't think that's particularly the best
0: example. Right. Well, give me a good example of where, where Amazon can sell you something cheaper than you can get it anywhere else. I don't know you can buy. I mean, like what? Amazon has everything. Like books. what? Like what? Books? What you can get books at Amazon for, from Amazon for cheaper than you can get them anywhere else. Are you sure?
1: You, 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 you can do it in, in a Yes. Really? W H yes, really or, or, or mugs, or anything. Mugs. That, that, that's why they're doing well, so you much. You you get I mean,
0: cheap mugs at Amazon that you can't buy anywhere else.
1: Well, what I'm saying is they aren't average. They have lower price products because.
0: Well, you're not giving me any yeah. evidence of that. I don't think that's true. Well, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, I think that's quite facetious. Facetious.
3: The, the, the thing is, the way. Well, it's... give
0: me a couple of facts, and then I won't be so facetious. <laughs>
1: I have to use it. I gave you plenty of facts. About, you oh, told oh, me that, that, that I topic. can buy cheap
0: mugs and I can buy cheap books at Amazon. I know exactly where I can buy cheap mugs and cheap books elsewhere.
1: Yes, but you might be able to get there. What do you mean? Hire a car. Well, there are buses, well, you, might, you know. You there are tubes. Mobile.
0: There are trains. I mean, you're making it sound as though before Amazon, we were all living in caves and we didn't know what to do. And with And other companies do deliver do things have as a, well. You know, do have a, have a care. Well,
1: but what what is your main issue though? Is, is uh, tax. Is a, is My main issue. Fair... I
0: thought I'd made that clear. Sophie. it's about tax. Well, they don't what, pay well... enough tax. They should pay more tax. But is that a? But is that? But why is that a fairness Because thing? everybody else pays twenty percent on corporation tax and they don't. But I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. That's I, I, it. I don't In really... a nutshell. <laughs> Well, I'm
1: still a fan of Amazon because they they, they produce uh, good products at lower Great. prices, and I think I think that's better
0: for everyone. Would you would you rather and they and pay and no they tax? Stuff. Maybe they shouldn't pay any tax at all. How would how would that be with you?
1: Well, that is that is an argument. Um, although I think that would give them an unfair com- um, advantage compared to its competitors. I well. see.
3: There is a way around it. We could all just boycott Amazon and go to our
1: local high street. Well, I'm not sure for that. I sure. don't I don't want to put and I don't want to I don't want to put them out the of business. But we have the choice to do that. So if you really don't want to use Amazon, you don't have to. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that people are, and they're using it because it's good.
0: They are. Listen, it's a great service. I've got no problem with what Amazon does, and I think they do it very well. But I just think they ought to pay the same amount of tax as everybody else does. It's that simple, Sophie. It's really that simple.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe take it up with a tax advisor. But, okay, then. I'll do that.
0: I'll do that. Sophie, thank you very much indeed. Uh, Sophie Jarvis okay. there thank says, you, take it up with a.
2: A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: Rudy, uh, he's in Exeter. Hello, Rudy. Hi, how you doing? Yeah, very well, sir. What would you like to say?
2: I'd like to say that with regards to this engine's being left on and being fine. Yeah, it's been documented, and I've got a friend that works at Nissan that does all the software for right um, cars. That actually, by having the engine cut out and then start up again, mm. causes more damage to the environment. than if you if you leave the engine running,
0: yeah. That's interesting, more fuel. Yeah, see I would have I would have thought so because because it you know, if if your engine's running uh, and if it's a reasonably modern car and it's a reasonably efficient car, it's not having to you know, when you when you start the engine up you always see a little puff of smoke coming out of the exhaust, don't
2: you? Yeah, but it's that that uses more fuel for a star yeah. and it and it causes more damage because it's pushing out more CO two than if it was just left running.
0: Right. Yeah, well, it's very stupid and muddled thinking. But most of this thinking about, you know, trying to convince you as a motorist to get out of your car and get on a bus or get out of your car and get on a train or get out of your car and walk is is rubbish, isn't it?
2: Well, it is, because the other thing that really annoys me is we're spending millions of pounds on cycle lanes... Yeah. But they still choose to cycle on the pavement and no one enforces the law with yeah.
3: regards to that. Ryan, I'm a cyclist and I totally agree with you on that. It drives me nuts. You've got this lovely cycle lane in, in London now. I know Mike doesn't like them, but you've got beautiful cycle lines and you've still got
2: cyclists on the road. I don't
3: understand yeah. why they're doing that.
0: No. <laughs>
2: it's just crazy. But they also cycle on the pavement and, they, and the, the police, there's no one to enforce the law of people cycling on a pedestrian um, uh, walkway. And the problem is, somebody's going to get
0: killed one yeah. day because
2: yeah. they, they hammer along and, and no-one is enforcing the law for True. it anymore.
0: What's it like in Exeter, uh, traffic-wise, Rudy? Is it, is it really busy or not really?
2: It is really busy yeah. because the problem is now, again, they're doing bus lanes. Mm. They're doing more cycle lanes. So, and, and, the pro- and the problem is they're making it also uh, more difficult for people to park yes. these, these days. Even, even my local council now are charging disabled people to park in a public car park. Really? Really. Yeah, disabled people. That's amazing, yeah. isn't it?
0: But the problem is the councils are always wanting more and more money. They're always trying to extract more and more funds out of those of us who have got the money to to fund what it is that they want to do. It's an absolute outrage, really. I'm very glad you rang in. Thank you very much Thank indeed. You. A lot of people get anxious as well when they talk about their funeral, uh, because people don't like to think about dying, even though we know that it is inevitable. As in death and taxes. I, I
3: must admit, I did think you at one point were going to expire during the yeah. first part of the show, sh- Mike. I'm you did go shocked. funny colour. I'm quite shocked that Talking you thought I went a funny
0: colour. Um, I do go a funny colour quite a lot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, uh, for various reasons. Uh, usually, it's uh, sometimes because I've got my low sugar deficiency or something like that, or uh, somebody's winding me up. And it was very annoying this morning to talk to that woman from the Alice. You were Institute, angry, uh, who said that you know basically couldn't understand why uh, I was asking the question that I was asking that she couldn't answer. But anyway, instead of that, uh, we're going to talk to Ian Strang, who's the founder of. Beyond Life, which is one of the greatest names of a funeral business I think (laughs) I've ever heard. Beyond Life is a great name. Ian, a very good morning to you.
4: Hi, Mike. Hi, Dawn. Thank you uh... very much
0: indeed for joining us. You know, because um, Beyond Life it does what it says on the tin, but it doesn't sound morbid somehow.
4: Yeah, it's, oh, it's actually called Beyond, but um, we couldn't get the domain name uh, beyond.com because Bed Bath & Beyond had it. So oh, really? Dot Life instead.
0: Right, OK. Well, I mean, I suppose... I think it's brilliant. It's great. It is. It is great. Now, you came up with some rather, what I would call, sort of uh, jaunty adverts for, for, for funeral uh, uh, care and that sort of thing. Um, but apparently Transport for London didn't have a sense of humour about them. Tell us about it.
4: Yeah, they weren't clear. We, uh, we submitted them um, and they, they ran them past um, CAP, which is part of the Advertising Association. Um, And they said they recommended they didn't run them. Um, Only a recommendation. They didn't force them because they said they might cause widespread offence.
3: Ian, can you Um, just just explain exactly what these adverts depict? I mean, I have seen a picture, but obviously if you haven't seen a picture, then you're in for a treat because they're
4: hilarious. Yeah, Yeah, no problem. Um, But what we do is we take uh, take, uh, death images like coffers and things and place them in adverts as if they're going to look like other products. So. Um, you might have, you know, if there's a couple <laughs> on the beach looking like they're carrying surfboards under their arms. But when you sort of get a bit closer, it looks like one of those old Thompson's package holidays. And, they, you know, it's actually coffins they're carrying under their arms. And it's, you know, one way trip, et cetera. Um, and there's a cold and flu advert, which, you know, the ones you always see on the tube. which say, you know, you've got, you've got aches, you've got shivers. And then it's better write your will then for our free will See, I'm already laughing. So, so It's brilliant. It's just taking, it's basically saying to it, look, death is an inevitable purchase. We're all going to experience this first, second, or third hand, um, and it's something you're going to have to, you're going to have to buy. And so, we need to treat it in some ways a bit like other products, certainly." without the over reverence that we do because frankly we get ripped off by the fact that we don't talk about
0: it. Yeah. Well I think that's very true mm. people are I think always horrified when it turns out that they maybe haven't uh, uh, made a plan for their own death and then their family have to pay uh, thousands and thousands of pounds to, to get them buried but I quite like the uh, uh, the idea that you've changed certain words uh, just to change the, the the whole advert without changing the pictures if you like so you've got roasting temperatures on a one way trip which looks like a holiday uh, for £1,195 uh, uh, but, in fact, that's for cremation, not vacation. It's, I know,
3: I know. It's brilliant. Which is
0: horrendous, you know. It's I mean, funny. one of the things that, that I think people are quite puzzled about is why funerals cost so much.
4: Uh, they cost so much. Well, one main reason is because there hasn't been any price transparency in the market. Right.
5: Um, mm-hmm. And
4: when when no one shops around, you you can get away with charging uh, what you want. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some great funeral directors out there. Um, some of the independents have got great prices. But um, but some of the chains will just charge literally twice as much um, as, as the independents. For the funeral um and you won't know because they'll because they'll still keep the old family name so you know basically you'll go down the nearest funeral director you'll look like smith and son think, great it's a family funeral director you know once you go in there you're not going to argue over the the cost of a loved one's funeral you don't you know you're not you're feeling in a weak position yeah Um, adding up the costs adding up the costs like buying a new car you know you'll you'll need the extra the doormats etc whatever it is and then suddenly you've got a six grand bill and you, you, you,
3: you have to use funeral directors as well. You can't do it yourself, really, can you? Well, there's
0: been cases, haven't there, of mm. people who have wanted, for example, I remember there was a story, somewhere, I think it was somewhere up near Bradford, of, I think, a Hindu family who wanted to uh, uh, burn, a cremate the, the, the body of the loved one. Uh, I'll go back to um, uh, Evelyn Waugh's terminology there, uh, because that was their religious yeah. way of doing things, and they wanted to build a sort of funeral pyre and burn him in the back garden. And, of course, you know, there are certain health hazards associated with that.
4: Yeah, I mean, there are, there is a, there is a sort of a part of the sector of the society. Do you do it yourself? You can you can do it yourself with enough effort. But uh-huh. frankly, when you're when you're recently bereaved, I think it's the last thing on your mind yeah. when, when effectively you, you've got a body, you're feeling, you're feeling upset, you have no idea what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and, and at the moment, the only person to sort of explain to you what, what to do with that is the same person who's selling you the, the product. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've
0: never understood why you'd want to buy, say, for example, they say to you, well, uh, you can have this coffin, which is obviously the uh, the, the cheap one for a 1,000 quid or something, or you can have this other one for 8,000 quid. I mean, why would you want a really expensive coffin?
4: Well, I mean, I, I can't comment on everyone's sort of Personal desires. So some people like something, some people don't like others. So ah. um It's to their own. Me but I mean, what do you, you know, get I, extra I probably... for, for the eight grand well, it's coffin?
3: it's basically the same coffin, isn't it? Just the staple a nice bit of silk inside it. But it's the emotional pressure you you want to give your loved one that send off, yeah. so you feel like you're pressurising. See, I wouldn't to... care.
0: I don't care how how what I, what happens to me after I'm dead because I'm dead. Well, exactly. You can do whatever you like. But it's the people that are left Shop you want up, to. me put me in a plastic bag if you want. What Throw now? Me in got... sea. <laughs> no, not I now, obviously.
4: I think you've got two different <laughs> trends in the market. You know, I think people are moving away from that, you know, dark car suits, everything everything like that, and you've got two other trends. One's either like the David Bowie or Prince way of saying, right, I just want a direct cremation, mm. you know, don't want any ceremony like that. But there's also the other celebration of life which people are doing, and there there are some great funeral directors out there who'll help you make the funeral personalised to, to, to exactly how you want it. Yeah. You mm. have have like yeah, I mean, I know somebody who's, whose
0: wife died quite young from cancer and they had a kind of uh, a, a very touching... Um, ceremony in some woodlands, and they they put her in a, uh, they buried her in a in a kind of um, biodegradable coffin, um, which basically would mean that she would kind of become one with the earth and all that.
4: Yeah, there's some great stuff like that, natural burial, etc. There's lots of different options, but um, I think the problem for the public has been that um, there's no way that these people who do things a bit differently can get out to the general public. They haven't got millions of pounds to advertise. No. Um, um, because it, generally, if most funeral directors are independent around the country, about sixty percent, sort of, you know, mum and pop shops, then you know, in order for that supplier to get their products to the public, they have to go around every single funeral director and try and convince them. So the more we can get people online, then the more we can start yeah. offering things, mm. so that so there could be a better choice for the consumer.
0: Yeah, I see and, that. I, um, I see that one of your blogs um, in in Beyond uh, was a sort of ad campaign playing off the Salt and Pepper song, "Let's Talk About Sex," uh, where you replaced the word with uh, death. Let's talk about death.
4: Oh uh, yeah, that was my, that was just the cover of my blog piece. But yeah, I, I think so. I think it's exactly the same thing. You know, it's a, in Victorian times. You know, no one ever talked about sex. Apparently, it, it never went on, but they still kept having babies. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, it feels like the same kind of, same kind of thing. Thing with with death, and uh, and also, I'd like to say it's not just funerals. It's the whole. Afterlife services, if there's such a thing, you know, wills, probate, yep. estate administration, these things that you don't, you know, you, you probably, most people can't actually say what they are. No, but They're all things when you're in a bereaved state that, you know, that you pay too much for. It is sure. incredibly difficult.
0: Thing? So have, you got, um, have the... you got any sort of appeal process with Transport for London? Can you can you get them to put the ads up or not?
4: Um, I, I, guess, I guess we can go back to them and say, look, you know, the, the pub, there's been lots of public support for this. You know, we've got, I think we've got 76% on the Metro poll for this. Um but perhaps, I don't know what they're going to say. Maybe they'll say, "Well, you know, you you might offend the other 24 percent." I don't know how. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how this works. I mean, are they... you
0: able to kind of have a laugh at when you're at work? Is it possible? Do you should do do you try I and do. look for people who are not wandering about like those old East End uh, guys with the top hats on.
4: It's definitely it's definitely possible. We have a we have a great time at work. You know, we're we're trying to change an industry, trying to make it better. So we've kind of got that zeal about it. Um, well, what do you do? I mean, yeah, I
3: mean does, do you it's, like
0: it's, tell it's... jokes to each other or something? <laughs>
3: have you heard the one
0: about?
4: No it's just a, it's a normal normal office environment I guess do people um, ever sort of climb into the, the coffins
0: and sort of pretend to be dead?
4: Well, no, we don't have coffins in the building the only time we came across them was on that photo shoot um uh, but yeah. one, of, one of the great things I the great I'd probably things do something like life- that. One of the great things about this last few days and all the different people coming to our website, especially, is uh, saying so it's not just death products. Using our free will service, we've raised hundreds of thousands of pounds for charity over the last few days. That's good. There's people coming, writing their own will, which I recommend all of you should do so you don't leave a, you know, one of your partners. Well, without, we were just talking about yeah. that. Yeah. I, I, I don't
3: have one. have one.
0: So no. you should go down there and get, and,
3: and get, a, get a free will. will. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, Free will. Write it, write it, write it online. It takes 10 minutes. Yep. You can you sort it all out. Perfectly legal leave some money to charity at the same time i get yeah. it done make sure that you Obviously, don't leave um, your family
0: members dawn may now feel after working with me most of this week uh, some uh, sort of obligation to put me into to cut me into the will
3: um let me think about it no. don't
0: leave me your car though whatever you do <laughs> no 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 you're not getting the car i don't, I don't want don't the worry. car well listen ian thank you very much indeed the 2018 perrier awards on talk radio
3: Hello folks, the sun is shining, it's going to be a beautiful weekend and it's time for the most prestigious awards on speech radio in the UK right now. That's right, it's time for the Perry Awards, where we cast our ears back across the week of so called Independent Republic of Mike Graham. Katie Perry herself, unfortunately, couldn't be here today, but don't worry, we thrashed it out between us last night, and there was a lot of thrashing out because he does make a lot of mistakes. Let's be honest here, folks. It's true. Um, so, and yeah, so let's see who has won this week. Our first Perio is the award for advice of the week. That goes to Mike for this particular little gem
0: you'll actually have a better life. For example, don't ever have coffee before 9am and why you should ask for a pay rise at about midday. So I'm afraid you've missed the boat. I've missed it. By 45 minutes. Typical. Not that I could give you a pay rise, obviously, because it's not down to me. Uh, it also says you'd have sex about 10pm.
3: Okay, thanks for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Well, I wasn't, they weren't my rules. They were somebody else's no, rules. I, no,
3: and, and I have heard that before. So Indeed. Um, right, our second award this week is for the buzz phrase of the week and that goes to the word WAFA.
2: Uh, some people have got a set into pillow. They don't want to go somewhere else and get some off a pillow that's on. You know, like
3: a waffle thin pillow, right? That isn't even worth waffer having. Waffle thin.
0: Surely it's wafer-thin. Wafer-thin? Well, wafer? do you know, all I could think of was that scene from um, uh, the Monty Python movie with Mr. Creosote. You know, just one more wafer-thin mint that, Mr. Creosote. That was
3: maybe the, maybe the thought but process But I, I think
0: Casey thinks it's wafer.
3: Wafer. Maybe she does. I don't know. She didn't discuss that one last night, um, yeah. for obvious reasons. No. Right, OK, and how about this one? A Nuclear consultant John Large ah. wins our next award. It's the Tummy Trouble Award.
2: Sellafield around Sellafield. Even if I look today, they still haven't solved... The back end waste problem, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Actually, that is, yeah, that was funny. that is about that's d- a little bit filthy. That yeah, one.
3: no, but that was fun. It I was that one. That was he fun. was great, by the way. He was very good. Right. Uh, the next period goes to caller Mike, who wins the award for Ex-Howl of the week.
0: If he if he commits an offence which he knows he's going to send him back to jail, he pleads guilty to it. What's the judge going to do? He's going to send him back. <sighs> well. You see what I mean? <laughs> it took a while. It's, I thought it died, then to be honest
3: with you. Yeah. Right, and a returning favourite now. It's Impression of the Week, and the gong goes to ooh, Mike Excellent. for his take on a small Scottish lady.
0: I said, what do you want to have for a drink? And they said, oh, we'll have a wee glass of sherry. That's how they talk. But you were
3: talking about your auntie as well, yeah. weren't you? Yeah, well, they were, they did she be... your auntie talk like that?
0: Well, she's dead now, but uh, no. <laughs> it's the answer to that. But she did when she was alive, yes. Right, okay. She was from Paisley.
3: <laughs> uh, the next award is for the rudest moment of the week. And gosh, there must be a lot of competition mm. on this one. And it's no surprise, it's gone to, uh, yeah, Mike. Really? Uh, for this comment on our guest, Thea Galia. I want the money I own to be mine, to do what I please with, and my time to be mine to do what I please so with. So if you get
0: married at any point, you don't w- have a I don't, bank account. I
3: don't ever want to get married purely get married because either. I don't want to join my finances. Oh, okay. Yeah. All
0: right. Quite a miserable person, aren't
3: you? That wasn't very nice. She was she's, like,
0: you know, there's been a line of blokes outside the office ever since she was on yesterday saying that, you know, she's got parents who don't want grandchildren. She doesn't want to have any children. She doesn't want to get married. She doesn't want to share anything with anybody. I mean, blimey. She's
3: perfect. Good I liked it. She was feisty. She was. And whilst he may be rude, uh, Mike can come up with some quite witty quip. Can you? Witty I can. Witty quips. I do, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, evidently. He also wins comment of the week. A bit you know, about, and let me, to tell, to let, me, let me tell
0: you, he is not Nelson bloody Mandela, OK?
3: He ain't the saviour. I let wish he was that.
0: Nelson Mandela, because then they locked him up for 27 years. <gasps> <laughs> that is quite a good one. That was yeah,
3: that was verging on witty, Mike. It I'm was, right verging now. on it, yes. Uh, now, a staple of any speech radio can be fear-mongering, and Mike stepped into that territory this week, so he wins
0: fear of the Week. Can you guarantee that some great big massive giant radioactive alien radioactive come back aliens. and take <laughs> over the world, you can't guarantee that. <laughs> it's
3: true. What was that about? You cannot come guarantee that, that won't happen. No, no. You well, can't. Well, we've got Trump running America, so anything's Indeed. possible, anything's I guess. possible, yeah, exactly. Right, and brace yourselves now, folks, for a dramatic moment, mm. as Roy from the Wirral wins pause for effect award.
2: I said, before mobile phones, OK, I'm a dinosaur, you're not. I said, i never seen a queue at a telephone box.
0: You never see a telephone box anymore, do you? <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a queue for a telephone I box. Did, I
3: did. I, I, I got lost on that one. I yeah. must admit. Uh, right. I actually have
0: seen a queue for a telephone box in the past. Yeah, I have. Though.
3: Back in the day. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, but you're right. You don't see a telephone boxes anymore. No. Right. And finally, Mike wins one last award for shocking revelation of the week. Ooh.
0: Well, I can't help it. That I haven't got a vagina. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel the need to apologise for that. That's true.
3: <gasps> there was so yeah. much I wanted to say I but I couldn't on radio. No, of course. Oh shocking. And that's it for the Perrier Award. There will be more next week.
0: The twenty eighteen Perrier Awards on Talk Radio.